Alkali Flats of the Springfield Badlands. It is the Pat Mayo Experience Variety Hour with me, Pat Mayo. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to try to ride this out. I know there's you know, a downturn in sports, a downturn in content. We might have more Pat Mayo experiences than ever before, folks, because I got stuff lined up. Contingency plans have put, been put in place. I already had a show come out today where I talked through coronavirus and how it's affecting the lives of you know, a lot of people in our industry, a lot of people at large, the difference between Canada and the U.S., at least from my perspective of living up in Canada in Davis's and just being immersed in what's going on in America over the past 48 hours. That's up on the Pat Mayo Experience video and audio feeds right now. I do want to let everyone know if you want to get into a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars, still giving away some DraftKings dollars, there's a UFC contest. We'll have UFC picks coming up when Cody Safdick joins the line a little bit later on. Smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. And Jeff Feinberg, you want to do the giveaway? Let's do it. What do, what do you want to do? What should we do? What are we giving away? Yeah, what should be the contest giveaway? What should you write in the comment section after you smash and leave your DraftKings handle? Rate Jeff's hair on a scale of 1 out of 10. 10 being luscious flows and 1 being, uh, go get a perm or something like that. Shave it off. Have you ever shaved your head? Uh, When I was like, went to like summer camp when I was like 13 and 14. Okay. And last year, I made a bet that I'd, like, bick it bald if Spieth won, like, a specific tournament. But you didn't. No. We know he didn't win. He certainly, uh, he didn't win. And I got to say, I got a seven-month-old that might have the best hair in the house. Really? It's astonishing. That would be, like, the rest of you finding out there's a third Bosa brother who's better than the other two. (laughs) I mean, that's sort of, like, where that would be. Okay. I do want to let everyone know if they want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars, all you need to do is subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you like about this show, and boom, you'll be in the draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. It's that easy. We're going to continue to put out content. Look, there's NFL news that has just come out. I talked the UFC is still going on. We do have access to one of the best minds in UFC betting, and we'll talk about DraftKings a little bit as well. That's Cody Saftik. He's coming up a little bit later on. If you're watching this after the fact, uh, I'll try to put in the time code so you can jump around to see whatever you want, but we're just going to kind of hang for a bit here. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with us, a little bit about the content, what you can expect moving forward, and it's really about it. If you hit the uh, description after the show finishes, well, actually, let me check the description right now. Maybe it's in there. It's not in there. But I will throw up the link to the UFC Brasilia full breakdown with Paul Shaughnessy and Cody Saftik. I mean, there's a $20 contest in the DraftKings lobby right now. There's 200 k guaranteed in that contest. If you're looking for something to play on DraftKings, that's probably the move to make right now. I have a fantasy challenge breakdown, a fantasy free challenge league that you can go play in. All of the stuff is there. I'll provide the link to all of the former cussed corners. Uh, there's 25 of them. And guess what? There's going to be more to come moving forward here over the next few weeks or months, depending on how long this ends up lasting. And I don't really want to dwell. I, I did, Jeff, I did kind of like a net, not really a negative show, but I don't want to do a fear show or a panic show about anything that's going on. I want this to be a place where people can come and hang out and just not think about it. Yep. Like, we'll talk about it here at the beginning. And that's kind of the last I want to talk about it, unless something like dramatically changes. Is that fair? Fair enough. You're, you, listen, there's no... There's unlimited content on stuff that's going on about coronavirus. Yeah, right I'm no expert 
it's just what? sort of hitting me like a ton of bricks that it's like going to be longer than it's like going to be a pause. While. So that's like a real a real kick in the nuts. So beyond NFL, UFC, we'll have MLB previews, challenge previews. If anyone knows cricket specialists out there, we'll get the cricket specialist on and we'll talk about wagering on cricket. But other stuff, I'll reveal that a little bit later on because I have one. Break the glass in case of emergency, like 30 episodes worth of content that I can start doing. I don't know if I want to break it out yet. I've been sitting on this idea for like four years, and it's pretty extensive. But I have other stuff we can do in between. But if you know the NFL gets canceled, the show, yeah. the show will still be. There's going to be NFL free agency yeah, that's on right. schedule. So I don't think you got a that doomsday scenario glass bottle yet. No, I don't even want to say what it is. I yeah, do have I it agree. written down here, but I, no. I don't want to reveal what that is. Good. That is break in case of emergency, but... You can always trust that the Pat Mayo experience is going to be having shows after shows after shows. And when I threw it out on the show last week that maybe we just rewatch the Willet Masters, like that's like a show idea now. Like that's something we're probably going to do. Yeah. I was thinking like even today, like I wish we were talking players and like which players recently would be fun to talk about. And like maybe that like three-way Kisner, Sergio, Sergio Ricky. I know Ricky guy, like he's just going at all those pins and then like watching Ricky do those final holes, like knowing he actually won. Because when he birdies like 13 or something, you're not like, oh, he's going to be there at the end. Like, oh, Ricky's making a nice little Sunday finish. I don't even care to make this about Ricky, but I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen. I'm not really one for watching like old games, but golf feels like different. And that's a big one. That's a seminal moment in you and I's relationship and our relationship with the viewers and listeners. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, all of it. It'd be weird watching a lot of these events. And thankfully, there is one person who made all of that happen. And his name, folks, out there is, you know him, Tim Andergust! Tim Andergust. It's not my name. I think that what you should be doing right now, there's only so many sports left available. And Vegas Dave is trying to corner the market on all of this, Tim. Curling, archery, billiards, darts. I feel like this is a lane for you. Because no one knows anything about it. So you might just have the most insight of everyone. Yes. I mean, there's no one who knows high lie in and out better than me. Tim must be coming up roses right now. He doesn't have to rush to any of the grocery stores or anything. Because you just see in all the pictures, like the water lane is empty, except all the Dasani. <laughs> I was like fools. <laughs> Tim loves. <laughs> so I've been preparing for a week. I gotta say this. This is really. It's funny. We we give Tim so much shit about being wrong about everything, but he was actually right about what happened with this. Like a week ago, he's talking about tournament, no chance. Masters, no chance. We all kind of laughed at him. Be like, oh, they'll just do it without fans. Don't worry about that. Turns out he was right. Masters is is not canceled. It is just merely postponed for the moment. But. Would it, be, yeah. would it be weird to see the Masters in August? No, yes. I'd make it right. I'd make, like, I, would you care? Okay, Tim, it, it would be weird. Would you care if it was in August? I don't know that I would care. Oh, I, I would care. It would be fine. I don't think you can really have the Masters in 35-degree heat and 100% humidity in Augusta. I think you expect to see it in November. <laughs> that, yeah, time, yeah. that time of year. Sure. I, I, I'm good with getting the Masters whenever. As long as it's feasible to play at Augusta National and everything's like good to go, fire it up. Let's go. Cancel the PGA Championship. Play the Masters that week if golf is back. Yeah, the Tour Championship. Yeah. That would be amazing. 
that instead of having the tour championship, just Augusta was that week. Or just Augusta's the last tournament, yeah. With the 30 players and the former champions? No, no, yeah. Or, or the just normal Aga- Masters field? Well, no, I would say have the normal Masters field, but anyone who played their way into what would be the FedEx Cup finals, they're also in the field. That seems fair. Yeah, agreed. Or... That move. assumes we have golf in August. No, I'm not so sure. sure. Will. I mean, that, that's completely fair. We're just, we're, we're trying to. Are you going to doomsday like NFL season not starting on time? I think me? it's 50 50 that it kicks off on time. That's best case 50 50. Pick a side. No. <laughs> so, what if there's no golf until the first thing that comes back is Ryder Cup? Would you move from Whistling Straits to Augusta and play the Ryder Cup there? No. no. I would. That would be great. They wouldn't do that. You don't think they would do that? Just the national wouldn't let it. I didn't care about any of the other sports. I didn't care. I didn't well, care. Well, I, I talked to when I was talking to Davis on the show. Very selfishly, there was a moment when PGA was like the last sport standing, and I thought they were going to keep going with it. Yeah, uh, and it was looking good for our show for new viewers. It was looking good for a lot of things, like you said. You know, people were hitting you up, and just like you know, I get four percent of your drip. Uh, there was 4% of people hitting me up. People were trying to make plans for their stuff. Yeah, people and like... It's like, golf's the only sport. You also know a little bit of football. Like, all right. Yeah, people, like, like, <laughs> here's how bad it got in the... And this happened in like a two-hour period. I recorded a player's like a recap show and like a look ahead to round two last night. And that show literally went out of date within 40 minutes. And then people are commenting, don't you even know that the players is canceled? Like, yeah, the show came out two hours ago. What do you want from me? It's not live. That's why we're doing this live. It's not like timestamp. People can know. But, yeah, major outlets basically got in contact with me, be like, we have hours to fill. Can you talk about golf and just come on our shows? I was like, yeah, I could probably do that. It's probably good for the show. And then, like, an hour later, it's like, yeah, we don't need that anymore. Thanks, though. It's pretty wild. Uh, Golf was obviously standing in its own, like, little bubble and watching the press conference this morning. They didn't really see their place in, like, the big picture at all. They were just, like, in their golf window. Well, it was weird that it seemed to be, like, legitimately Disneyland shutting down that caused them to call it quits, which just seems they like had the never most... Missed, they never missed Tim Fincham more than this week, who I think would have brought institutional knowledge and experience <laughs> to bear on this week. He'd really, been around for so long, right? I don't know. Uh, sure. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I never, like, felt like Fincham... Did anything? Did anything, good or bad? Golf felt the exact same as when he entered, as when he left. Like, I'm not talking about sort of Tiger, but everything in its presentation. And he sort of probably rode the coattails of Tiger. Yeah, and then Monaghan has really opened up. Like, I liked what he had been doing in terms of opening it up, doing the partnership with DraftKings, gambling. Action, action Network, introducing gambling. If it's going to happen anyway, it seemed like a very logical move and to try to capitalize yeah, on it. Yeah, it seemed like they were even on the verge of turning the Golf Channel into the PGA Tour Network, just like all the leagues have their flagship networks. Yeah. I mean, sure, there could still be the instructional shows, you know, 24 hours of golf coverage, but it would be PGA Tour Channel, like NFL Network, like MLB Network, like all that other stuff. So You seem yeah. really bummed. I, the Masters, like, gave me the feel. Like, ah, oh, I, I don't know. It's like Christmas. See, I wasn't upset because I had already accepted, like, a week ago this was all going to happen. And no, last night like- I started to, like, realize, like, we're all screwed, and there's no way the Masters is going to be the first thing to happen. 
it'd be huge for the Masters if it was the first thing. And they even made perfect sense. They're like, so, yeah, so then we're going to bring these people from all over the world yeah. into our little town. And we're going to be like the code to like outbreak start after like we sort of contained it a little bit. Tim, you weren't sense. upset the because WWE? you're a great endorsement. Oh, what's Paul saying? I said, Tim, you're not upset because you're a great endorsement. Endorsement for what? No, an in- endorsement. endorsement. Oh, I'm an endorsement. Yes. Well, you know, I guess this is my time to shine. This is. People are, people are coming. Yeah, but he's indoors watching sports in, like, night court. Well, he can still watch night court. He has, no one has more bull hot takes than Tim. Before, like... Has, I could have got the job the way the guy in Night Court got his. Do you remember he got his job on Night Court because he was the only guy on New Year's Eve to take the phone call? Uh, that's like he, how he became like the judge on Night Court, like in the pilot episode. If remember, good God, take that trash off the table. <laughs> Trying to bring some joy into people's life. And there you are just poisoning things by bringing that garbage on screen. No one wants to see that. So, Tim, we'll get to your – you have a list for us, but you, right? Oh, yeah. All right, so hold, hold on that for a second. That'll be a tease that we'll do right I, now. I want to quickly continue. Yeah, I and I wanted con- to talk about WrestleMania. Oh. I don't even think they've canceled it, and that's, like, insane. No, sorry, I'm not six years old. I don't care. No, it's like 100,000 people. They bring into Tampa from all over the world. Yeah, I, well, They're screwed. I, after just being in Florida, you and I, like, two weeks ago, people there didn't really give a shit. No, but it didn't feel like much out of anywhere gave a shit as little as two weeks. Like, people were aware. Yeah, and they were like, eh. I was in the washroom at, at the DFS at open lunch, washing my hands. Someone had finished using the washroom, didn't wash their hands. You want to put them on blast? I wasn't was? going to put them on blast. I'm not going to put them on blast. But they literally, like, came right back and washed their hands. Oh, okay. So they did wash yeah, their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they literally, I'm like, oh, this is not the time. Like, now, this is the time. Like, in my, and they're like, I guess even they realize, like, just let me go wash my hands. As a germaphobe, I have not had to do anything out of the ordinary on a daily basis because I do this stuff all the time anyway. No, but like everything, like, I don't know. Is it, would it be weird to wear like a medical glove, like to go grocery shopping? Well, I mean. No, but you should be Lysol wiping. Or like just to open a door like anywhere. Well, Is I like just being weird. I try to use my sleeve. Yeah, but even my sleeve. So it's now it's on my jacket that I wear every day. I don't think I'm avoiding it. I'm doing that too. But like, I don't think I'm avoiding it really in the end. And if anything, I might as well put it, open it with my hand because my hand, at least I'm washing You're gonna a wash lot. it. Saul, are you using your sleeve in like regular life, like pre COVID 19 life for as everything? A rule, particularly in washrooms when they don't provide paper towel, they use a stupid air, hair blow, I blow dryer. Stupid air. They're, they're awful, they're Give disgusting, me. they're gross. But yeah, I'm not going to touch the door handle after I leave the washroom. I've washed my hands. You might as well not have washed your hands because it only takes one person to decide they don't need to wash their hands because they're too good uh, to, to destroy the, the cleanliness of your hands. So yeah, I use my sleeve or whatever to open doors when I can. And if I do touch a door handle with my hands, I try to hand sanitize it pretty quickly. So there are two types of the air hand drying machines that you get. You get the one where like you press the button and put your hands on it. Sometimes you can hear it in the background of our show because we're right next to the washroom. It's really loud. But you also have that other one the that's new like age ones, the new right? age ones that comes up from the floor. You put both your hands in. It's like a car wash. It's like 
Those ones are pretty effective. But I still like to have... And I like. I also like putting my hand in them to see the skin flap around. It really cracks me up. Especially, like, when... I only ever see them, like, when I'm out at restaurants. Most time when I'm out at restaurants, I'm pretty hammered. And, like, I'm just like... <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. I'm not going to many restaurants these days. Although, I will say, the restaurants seem to be... Busy, like not not busy, like a lunchtime rush. Like a lot of the restaurants I was passing by, people didn't seem to be to be stopped. Now, granted, I think where we are in Toronto, like for the situation, for the size of our city, for the multicultural in and out of our city, I think they've done like a fantastic job so far. Now, maybe there's a news report tonight. Yeah, maybe there's one like right now. Counters that, but but I really think they've been good. Uh, Canada as a whole, I think, has been. A lot on the ball. Like they are a lot more on the ball, maybe than than well, our American friends. Well, it works one of two ways. Like, and we're in a very densely populated area in Toronto, like especially downtown Toronto, yeah. where we're sitting right now. And the fact that there hasn't been a massive outbreak is kind of shocking. But tests have been going on for a really long time here. Uh, if like three weeks ago, if you needed to go get a test, you can go get a test if you wanted. People did that. That's how they found out, like, who had it and who didn't, and those people started to self-isolate. But, like, Tim, where you're at on the East Coast, like, are there any reported cases yet? Yes, there are some. New Brunswick has cases. Nova Scotia's yet to have a case. Uh, so, yeah, but, I mean, just because there isn't a reported case doesn't mean that people don't have them. They could be asymptomatic and not know yet, or the testing hasn't been thorough enough. So it's just best to presume that there are people that have it and try to practice social distancing whenever you can. But the the point that I was trying to make uh, that I really want to hammer down on is that the difference seems to be that although there are no reported cases where Tim is at right now, and almost like when there was one or two reported cases in Toronto, people seem to take that pretty seriously from the outset and like not to the extent that they probably are today, but like the social distancing that Tim is talking about, like people are doing that anyway, despite the fact that there's no outbreaks there, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. So that sort of preventative measure, I think, works a little bit better. Rather than nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. Oh God, everyone has it. Don't get me wrong; I'm still seeing a lot of toilet paper guy. Oh yeah, people, people are, people by and large are prone to panic, as it is. So uh, why is it toilet paper? Why is it not like water or like yeah, water, right? That's what I would or beans. your water will run during that uh, during uh, like your water supply won't dry up during self isolation. People are afraid they won't have enough toilet tissue. I suppose if they're uh, self-contained for two weeks i i don't i don't know you know it's sometimes you just see one person with three shopping carts full of it and you go oh i better buy some too or there won't be any land and next thing you know you know one person follows the other how low do you need to be to be the person who buys all the toilet paper then try to resell it to people at an inflated price awful those people are just awful there's a story of that happening in a costco in canada where somebody bought up a bunch of lysol wipes and they're selling them on amazon for triple the price awful I had not Someone got arrested, a 7-Eleven clerk, for, like, making homemade hand sanitizer and, like, squirt bottle. <laughs> Paul? True story. Okay. Last night when I went home, my landlord was trying to convince me to get into a uh, hand sanitizer sell-on-eBay scheme with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got these things. He's like, oh, he's a chef. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. He'll never see this. Um, he's just like, he's a chef. So I think he's like stealing it from like the restaurant. And he's just like, this is like market market value 30 bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can probably sell for 100. He's like, you want in? I don't know how to make an eBay account. I'm like, I, I think I'm good, man. I <laughs> Paul is good. actually secretly doing this. He's not going to work here. No, I could never. I don't know. He's going to be a billionaire. I would feel horrible doing that type of thing. Yeah, that's just me. 
Yeah, like that, that's <laughs> profiteering off of the off a of disaster. It's awful. So I was trying to think that since we have no idea, like I, I don't know if now that it's like pandemic stages and we just saw Trump came on before uh, we started the show. I don't know exactly what he said, but I think he declared national emergency. national emergency. So that's only going to increase the fear, increase the panic. People are not going to feel safe. Like I even talked to my wife. My wife called me right before we came on. She's like, I think I have it. I was like, why do you think you have it? She's like, well, I've been reading about it all day. I was like, you probably don't have it. But until you start feeling symptomatic, like then go to the hospital. Like don't. It was like, and she's pregnant right now as well, which is not a great situation. Yeah. Pretty far along as well. So I'm, you know, stay out of you know the public's way for this one. But she is someone who would hear about something and then be the type of person who thinks she has it right away. Like that's she's very well aware of this. But I think that you're going to see, you know, if that's one person who lives in my house, even if like three percent to eight percent of the population is like that, that can cause like mass hysteria, and that's. That's the scary part. So I was thinking when it's not going to be, we're going to be okay with this eventually. Like is Amazon still delivering? Yeah. I got an Amazon package this morning. I know we're okay. So that, that's one sign that things are still going to be okay. But I thought the other thing was, you know how like a week ago we were all joking about this? Probably. Yeah. Like everyone on Twitter was having a laugh about it, making coronavirus jokes. And now you not only. Me. Sure. Not Tim. That's true. You don't really make jokes, though. You just kind of say serious statements and people find them hilarious. But now you see people making the jokes online and it feels kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, it's awkward. It's like I get why people's natural reaction in the middle of a crisis is to joke, but people are dying and it's awful. Yeah. So I think that the moment that things will start to feel okay again is when you see one of those jokes and not find it awkward again. Yeah. That, like it's not like that'll happen before sports come back or anything like that. Baseball being like 80 games is pretty good, though, right? It's probably the best. Everything that's happened to baseball over the past year, the cheating scandal, shortening the schedule, everything like that is like really working in the favor of baseball. Yeah, but the other sports probably don't happen. You don't think that the NBA championship? I don't know. Like, I saw the Bucks have no. the Democratic Convention. They don't even have an arena when they, like, might be able to come back. Yeah, but the NBA finals wouldn't happen when the NBA finals are scheduled now. Like, everything would be pushed back. Like, yeah, have, but... And, like, how do you do the playoffs? Like, if you don't play the end of the regular season, what happens in the playoff race? Do you say the eight teams that are in, the eight teams that are in? Or do you say the top four from each conference will start with the semifinals and go from there? Like, yeah, may, who knows? I, what I, I think... you do anything. Or you don't do anything. But if it's if it gets to the point where stuff can happen again, let's say we sit here at the beginning of July, everything's okay, sports can resume. I'm sure basketball would like some of its revenue back. Yeah, but do the players want to play two months and then have to turn around and play a new season in six weeks? I don't think so. Well, they're not getting paid right now, are they? I no. don't think that's determined. I, I honestly in don't know the answer. where the revenue, where it's like revenue shared hard, like hockey, they will miss the paychecks. And that's why I thought that golf would continue to be going because it's all independent contracts. You need 40 guys to sell play? Yeah. Like you can do, like, if, if it. I thought they would cut it to three rounds, play without fans, and shrink the fields. That's what I thought was going to happen. But it did not, obviously. And now it's canceled forever, at least for the time being. Oh, I do want to let people know we opened up fantasynational.com. For anyone who's uh, not a member, who anyone, obviously there's no golf to go look, but we have all the stats loaded in. Uh, the entire field is up there. If you just go to the main page and hit join, all you have to do is put in your email, no credit cards, nothing like that, and you can just kind of see what it's all about. Jeff, prime time for you to go check out FantasyNational.com. Always. 
don't know. I always like playing around. But I always like to... Th- I'm trying to think of this not in no-case scenario or worst-case scenario, but I want to try to feel optimistic about this, that stuff is eventually going to be back and we'll return to normal. Maybe the new nor- normal is a little bit different. Like, when I was discussing with Davis, I think you're going to see more people working from home from here on out, just regardless of what happens. Because this is forcing people to work at home. And now it will be shown that you can work from home, so people will just work from home. It will also be shown, like, there's a lot of other aspects of it, like things that are happening that will also be shown, like, oh, we don't need reporters in our locker room ever. That is a bit trickier. I'm talking about, like, I know that's, like, one thing that I'm thinking of, but, like, in many ways, too, like, we've been shown we don't need a lot of things, maybe, is what this can prove. But there's no sports, either. So it's not, like, are you talking about, like, reporters in the locker room after games? Yeah. I think that'll just return to normal. Once it's everyone's cleared. So then everyone's cleared and then there's like another guy that has it that everything's like shut down again. I don't know because eventually like eventually everyone's probably going to end up getting it over the course of the next like few years. And soon we'll just have a vaccine. We'll either have a vaccine for it um, or like herd immunity will end up coming through. So like when Tim, you were talking about this, like that that curve, either like the, the one bell yeah, curve or the curve. Yeah, I was on top of this a week ago, flattening the curve. Yes. So if you flat, if you do flatten the curve, then the people at the far end of the curve won't be as susceptible to it. Cause you'll have herd immunity for it, or you'll just make it last a lot longer Then the treatment will be a lot better. But if exactly. everyone gets it all at once, then it's kind of problematic. Well, like what's the goal now? Like keep grandma alive to Christmas. Like, is that the plan? I see. I don't take it as being like, just keep safe. Like, don't actively go try to spread it around. Like, if you think you have it, stay indoors. That, it, yeah, don't, don't travel. Don't go anywhere you don't need to go. And when you have to go somewhere, take precautions. Yeah, just, just treat it like it's serious and things should be okay. Like people say, oh, I don't want it to run my life. But it, actually, it is going to run your life to some degree over the next couple of months. You just have to accept that you can't change outside events. So See, you just I deal with all... <laughs> You have to just accept that reality that this is going to have an effect on who, on the way you're going to live for a little while, uh, for months, probably till the end of the summer at the least. And just accept that. And what you do, then that liberates you. you realize, okay, it can't control me anymore because I understand what's going to happen. This virus cannot make me feel more naked without my phone and wallet than not having a quarterback does. <laughs> what? <laughs> You have a quarterback. His name is Tyrod. But I, I, I live every day. Like, I lost my wallet. I can't find my phone. Like, that, after having Philip for so many years, that's, like, a feeling. Like, it just, it's a no, never-ending feeling. You have to be the only person on Earth drawing correlations between coronavirus and Philip Rivers. Listen, I just mean, it's, I, I've been in such an awkward state anyway, this doesn't really change it. And I feel like I'm only really screwed if Domino's closes. You were hitting on this. Yeah, once the delivery services get shut down, we're all in big trouble. Because, like, I'm not hoarding food. We have enough food in our house. We have, like, enough water. But at the moment where it's time to, like, actually maybe ration, and I can't just go out and, like, walk down the street and get my, like, carryout special, I'll be pretty annoyed. What about your Hamilton tickets? So we got tickets tomorrow to the theater, like fifth row, center stage, like orchestra, like the goods. This is the only thing in the world that hasn't canceled. It's the only thing in the world right now. In New York, they're all canceled. Uh, But Toronto has avoided. They keep going on 
They sent out this thing that Toronto doesn't have an infectious disease outbreak. They, like, clean that theater, like, five times a day, including they'll do it at, like, intermission. Like, I don't know. You don't I don't know. You don't want to throw away your shot. What's my shot? It's the name, main number in that uh, that Broadway musical. Well, geez, spoiler alert, Tim. The guy hasn't seen it yet. It's, the, it's the, like the most popular. First, it's a five-year-old musical. I'm not spoiling anything. He gets shot and dies. Oh, uh, you know, the- no, I'm just saying Toronto. Yeah, I don't know. It's in its like it's- first Toronto run. That's all. Well, and uh, as I was telling you, like I was supposed to go out to a friend's place for dinner. My mother-in-law was going to fly up this morning. She decided not to fly. So now we don't have a sitter. Getting a sitter might be not only tough to find a sitter, but to like trust anyone to come over and watch your kid, if whether well, they have it or not. not be open there will be a daycare in the next, it, not by yeah, next it's week. So screwed. <laughs> oh. imagine they would be. So that's the thing I want to talk about. Once I just check if they updated if this goddamn thing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like my son is still at daycare right now. Yeah, but I, you know the cl- schools in the, the province of Ontario starting Monday are closed. Like. They're really going to keep the daycares open? I doubt it. Okay. Okay. The thing that honestly hit me, as I'm sure it's hit a lot of people, is how, I'm not going to lie, if I was 25 years old, this would be goddamn amazing. I was. Goddamn amazing. I talked to this I'd about. I'd be loading with- up on everything I needed. I'd be video gaming to death. Uh, oh, my God. Like, me and the girlfriend, or the, like, it would just oh. be, like, non-stop. I went the other way with this. No, like, it, no, no, I would live it hard. No, I would, too. Like, I feel like my life is being affected now because I want to have a modicum of responsibility for my family. I don't want to get my family sick. But, yeah, if it, that, but if it was just me and I lived by myself when I was 25, like, I stopped going to the gym because that feels like a place where you might get it kind of thing. But I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Gyms shouldn't be open. If I was single... And I live by myself, and I was 25, I'd go to the gym, no problem. If I'm I got just, sick, I'd dude, stay at home then. If I was single and 25, the hours would go by a lot faster. They'd just disappear into some slumbers. <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> so you could call a slumber an eight-hour, like, video game session. Like, who the hell knows? But it would just, now nah, I can't even, like... You, would you say you'd just be at home sipping on quarantinis? Sure. But now, like, I don't know. If I, oh, I've watched if I, like, if I took, like, a hit of anything, my wife would, like, be pissed. Like, you gotta watch the kids. So, you said you've been watching McMillions, Tim? Ten cream, five sugar. I was shook. See, that's, that's the biggest thing that I took away from that, too. Shook. Completely shook. Had to pause it. Had to pause it and shake my head, rewind, and listen again. Then I had to think about what that would even taste like, and I was again was rattled. Have you Sorry watched for- But Jeff, have you watched McMillions? No, but I so they, know so- I know one of the condos out on Hollywood Boulevard that that there uh, is in it. So maybe we should curb like a full length McMillions talk, and we'll just make that a show for next week because it's some of the stuff that we're going to do here. I'll watch it. It's on. Uh, it's on H- Showtime HBO. It's on HBO. It's like a six part documentary yeah. series. It's either six or eight. Either way, yeah, but at one point, a guy goes up to a drive through window and orders a coffee that has ten. It's sugar. regular. Yeah, but wait, it's ten sugar and five cream. Yeah, and the wife is ten cream and five sweeteners, and the most. Shocking part, besides actually hearing someone order that and actually want to drink that, is that there is no reaction from the person on the other side of the drive-thru. Completely uh, non, no, not bothered by it at all. It seems insane. You don't drink coffee, do you? No. 
That's like insane. That's not even coffee. I don't drink coffee at all unless like I'm in one of those like casino like like it's late. Like I'm in Vegas. Like you're up late playing Kino. Need a coffee. Yeah, it's like Eric Klein. Like everyone's just kind of having around, and I would do like at least like a two and two. I've been rattled by two things on TV in the last couple. Like of two milks, two sugar. But I like have coffee less than like twelve times in my life. He's not on Skype anymore. <laughs> I'm still making my point. He's back to what McMillions? Well, I said there's two things I've watched on TV that have rattled me in the last couple of weeks. That and that Curb episode where people kept texting me about it. <laughs> you mean the Curb episode that was about you? About the Jets and that guy. <laughs> yes. It's, it's like oh, they it's God. like they scouted your entire Take life. Take it down, Jeff. Take it down. Stop Does this it. Bother you more than like the DC side products? No, it doesn't, but it still bothers me. You mean the products from the Diet Coke extended universe? <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> stop it. Uh, Paul, stop do it. we can you give Cody a call? Yep, we're uh, gonna call him by uh, phone here. So All right, well, he'll connect, we'll... he'll basically connect right in. I think he may be at the horse track tonight. Awesome. They're still going? Yeah, it's like UFC and horse tracks. Like his two things are like the only things, the only the only book. shows in town, I guess. Yeah, I, I got to open my uh, my betting account and my. You should have you looked at uh, your like betting accounts? Have they canceled the Derby? Like, or is this is the Derby still on? Is that going to be like the the biggest event in the world in a couple of weeks? I mean, UFC Brasilia is going to be pretty big this weekend, man. <laughs> well, it will be. But what about? <laughs> I mean, it's, if it's it, if it's an excuse to get more Cam in studio, I think we're doing good. Also, like shout out Jazzraz Ben Raza, big horse guy, as I found out. Also, he will not be bothered by yeah being quarantined if he's only taking seventy seven steps uh, a day. On a oh yeah, he he lives the he, he lives the quarantine <laughs> lifestyle. Oh, my book's got bets on. Yeah, call Cody whenever, Paul. Okay, hear this. I okay. think he may be in there already. I'm on the line right now, pal. Oh, oh here yeah. we go. Cody Saftik, MMA analyst right. ex- extraordinaire, is on the line. We got me, you, Jeff, Paul, and Tim, and we're live. So how you doing? I'll try not to talk too much then, because as everybody knows, I uh, tend to ramble on. And yeah, with that many people, got to keep it short and concise. So Paul was trying to fill me in on like where you're leaning for this UFC card. And he told me like your shoe in bet of the week is some guy who's like an underdog and 7,600 bucks in the most volatile fight there is. Yeah. Yeah. Nikita Krylov. Okay. Sure. There's a lot of question marks and it's a very volatile fight, but when you break it down, I honestly do get a feeling that Krylov's going to, I wouldn't want to say surprise a lot of people because I'm not overly going to be surprised, but seeing the amount of people back back in Johnny Walker I get a feeling there's just too much love going Walker's way, and this is going to be a chance for us to capitalize. And, hey, he's plus money. He's $7,600. And he's not one of these guys that's going to grind out a split decision, not get up to his value if he does win. If he does win, he's going to score a ton of points for us. So win-win situation, bad. All right. So he's, he's $7,400 or $76, 74 76 And then Paul was telling me, where's her name? Bay McCallie? Bay Malecki, she's just so much bigger than her opponent. I took up, but like, yeah, pro- Bay Malecki. Yeah, take it away, Code. Is she any good? No, plus I mean, 135. Oh. What? Plus 135. Plus 135 on the betting line? I had plus 170 earlier in the week. I got a little bit more, plus 150. She's just like, this girl's awful, but she's so much bigger than her opponent. Yeah, Paul showed me a picture. Like they're like, like multiple like weight classes taller. apart. Um, here I pull up the fight. So, so who else besides Krolov do you like on this card? 
Well, as far as if you're looking for some value plays, obviously we're going with Krylov, and Paul's definitely onto something with here with Bamalecki. He's like, oh, okay, on one hand, she isn't the most skilled girl going, but Pat, Jesus, she's just got massive amounts of size here. She's a girl that's fought as high as 155, fought on the Ultimate Fighter at 145 pounds, now is fighting in the UFC at 135 pounds. It's your second fight in. you got to assume she's going to be a little more comfortable, and here's the narrative we're going with here, Pat. Her opponent is, you know, she looks small for 125 pounds, she should be fighting at 115, so already there's that size discrepancy that we're talking about. But she's pulled out of her last two fights with concussion problems. Oh, no. One of them was literally fight week. She's supposed to be ready to go. She starts cutting the weight, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's not good. They pulled her out back-to-back fights. Now they've tried to give her some, some time to recover, but she's actually taking this fight on short notice, which is causing her to go up a weight class against a pretty big for the weight class. So we're not seeing people... Uh, Cody, Cody's falling in and out here. Cody, we can't hear you. You're in a wind tunnel. He must be. Uh, I think he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's dropped off the call. Walk, walking through a tunnel somewhere. Yeah, at, Co- at the Co- local Cody, racetrack. Uh, uh, unaware of how telecommunications work. So, Paul, those are the two guys. One of those is yours. One of those is Cody's. What else are we looking at here? Uh, like main event, are we taking K.H. K. Lee or Charles Oliveira? I mean, the, the problem here is that we on the show, we liked Kevin Lee, but Kevin Lee came in two and a half pounds overweight this, this morning. Um, and his opponent, Charles Oliveira, probably looked the best on the scales, at least at 155 pounds that he ever has. So I think it's a close fight. Uh, the line's tightening on that. I'm leaning actually the underdog, whereas earlier in the week I was on uh, Kevin Lee. Well, it sounds like you're kind of torn on it, so that's probably a stay away. Yeah. Oh, is, is Cody back on the line now? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't Jim know. Ta- no, that's, my, that's my stupid Facebook. I'll try calling him again. Oh, you so just you're, take you're, it away you're just for a second. You're chilling on Facebook, Pat. are you, Tim? Well, Mr. well I'm not going to pretend to know anything about the ultimate fighting that I, that I don't oh, know. Oh, shoot. So let me... Well, I why? Got... You, you pretend to know stuff hey. about stuff you know nothing about oh, all the time. My book's got these props on which sport's going to be back first. Okay, let's hear it. Politics, current events. Hold on. I, I don't think that politics is going anywhere for the moment. I'm going to bet on that one. NBA plays the first regular season game plus 200. It's I think Cody's are back. NBA, MLB, yeah, yeah, NHL, I don't know MLS. All right, well, save that. So, yeah, you, you fell off the line. So, besides Krolov, it seems like we're uh, a bit torn on Bay. Who else do you like on this card? Okay, yeah. So, looking at some of the value plays that we like on the card, we talk about Malachi, Um Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno is $7,400, right? The thing with Brandon Moreno is that he's, I wouldn't say like an up-and-comer anymore. He's already established himself in the division. But he, he's gonna, there's going to be a lot of movement in the fight. There could be takedowns. I think Paul and I were suggesting on the show this week he might avoid the takedown game plan because his opponent's so good at jiu-jitsu. But the guy's got a lot of scrambles. There's a lot of scrambles. There's a lot of, a lot of different positions, right? So on DraftKings, obviously, you want significant strikes. And this guy, you know, Mexican boxer, loves to throw his hands, has a good kicking game. He should be able to rack up a lot of significant strikes. On top of that, if he uses the takedowns, not as a way to take down his opponent and hang out on the ground, but as a way to take down his opponent at the end of rounds, maybe score some points, uh, the transition is just get out of harm's way, get back up standing, and then reapply that pressure. He's got a good gas tank. He could, theoretically speaking, take his opponent into some deeper waters. And then the last thing against Formiga, who, again, if we're going with the option of Brandon Moreno, we have to state the favorite here, used here Formiga, is that he has been knocked out in the past. And with Moreno, it's not that he's known for his power, but he just he throws caution to the wind. It's a good spot for him to score a decent amount of points, potentially. Okay, so who are like, so we, we basically have identified three lower tier guys. Who, who are the guys at the top that we actually do like that we want to go in on? Yeah, so at, at this point, if you've saved some money, um, 
it depends. It depends how you want to go about it, right? Moicano and Amanda Rebus are both the highest owned players, but Paul and I outlined this week that there's going to be some issues with both of them. I'm favoring Rebus myself. I think that this judo black belt, jiu-jitsu black belt, is going to be enough for her. She's big, she's sizable, and she's aggressive. And one thing with Ronda Marcos is that's how she likes to fight her game is the same way. So I almost get this feeling if I have to pay up for somebody, I wouldn't mind the option of maybe Rebus that she goes in there, gets this fight to the ground, and submits Ronda Marcos. Ronda Marcos could take a punch, no doubt about it. The thing is that she's a little bit sloppy in her, in her submission defense. And Rebus being a, a good-level BJJ black belt who just showed against Mackenzie Dern, didn't submit Dern by no stretch, but just being able to defend all of Dern's submissions, which suggests maybe this girl's a higher level than we're giving her credit for. She might be able to go and get the submission against Marcos. The other highest option, Hanato Maikano, he could theoretically score a lot as well. However, his opponent, Demir Hadzivic, if you're looking for a pun play, this guy at $6,800 might absolutely starch him and knock him the fuck out. Therein lies the problem with us here, Pat, is that if we're playing the big lineup and we go with Moicano and he scores zero because he gets KO'd, that's going to backfire in our, in our favor. Whereas Rebus, even if Rebus loses and it takes us out of GPP running, for cash game purposes, she could sk- still score a lot with takedowns, significant strikes. She is a Brazilian. She is, Marcos is in a lot of close decisions. This one in Brazil, even though the crowd's not there, could still go Rebus' way. And even in a close decision, won't get the 94, or the 94 points we're looking for, but would still score, I think, good enough. All right. So if it's not, like, I, with the plays that you've given me so far, like, I can basically afford anyone in my lineups. So am I going with uh, Gilbert Burns? <laughs> Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert Burns. Um, I, just think, I just think against Damian Maia, it's going to be hard to score as many points as, as he's going to be required from. Um, I think this is the card where I, I liked Kevin Lee, and he's not an expensive play. He's not a cheap play, but he's kind of like right in that mid-range. But him missing weight definitely changes something. But honestly, when I was designing some rosters yesterday, like I can make a nice lineup that I think all six people have a chance of winning, all six people have a chance of getting finishes, and you're still leaving $700 on the table. So I do really think that it's a matter of who do you like personally, and you can basically have who you want. Of course, you're going to need some of those lower options, but there's, there's plenty full on a card like this. Okay, so if we're just talking betting, uh, you gave me six people last week, and I put them all on a two-person, three-person, four-person, five-person, and six-person parlay, uh, based on the way that you rank them in terms of risk factor, and they all won. So that was great. Won a whole bunch of parlays. If we're going to bet this week, it it, it seems like you like Krolov straight up. He's plus 140. Or plus 130. No, plus 110, sorry. So he's plus money, so you like him. Who who else betting-wise are we going with? So, yeah, we obviously like Krylov plus money. We talked about that. It wasn't that there was a ton of dogs on this card that I was into, but the dogs that, that we are circling, I think, have a, certainly a good chance. So we got Krylov currently listed at plus 130. Um, Kevin Lee, the money's coming down to Kevin Lee. He's not an underdog yet. But the other one that we were looking at it was, let me just bring it up here. We're going to bet on Rebus. Rebus in the parlay? Uh, Minus three fifty. They had this. Uh, oh, we make those six bangers from Cody. They usually have. Yeah, but I, I mean, teams. as I mean, I know nothing. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Moreno would be probably the other one at plus one forty. I think that you've got a chance to, to cash on that. Carlos, the one that we talked about, and then everybody else just to run it through quickly. Like the main event could go either way. It's fairly a close fight, but uh, yeah, we're not going the underdog with Damian Maya. We're not going the underdog with Demir Hadzivic. We're going to go the underdog with Krylov. Not taking John McDessie. Not taking Formiga. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that as far as underdogs go, those are probably the two that I like. I don't want to, just because there's a huge opportunity in this card and everybody's going to be betting it, like, I, I don't think I got to 
jump on too many dogs, but those are the ones I'm circling as far as money line goes. Okay, so in terms of like favorites, if I make that parlay right now and it's like Moreno or I just bet these single, Moreno, Krolov, and Kevin Lee, those three on a parlay pays seven to one. If I wanted to throw some favorites on there to juice it up a bit, who do you think they would be? Yeah, I'm, I think on the one that I had this week, I put on the six-fight parlay, then Enrique Barzola, Amanda Rebus, Francisco Trinaldo, Gilbert Burns, and then Kevin Lee, and then our two dogs, Nikita Krylov and and Brandon Moreno. Now, Brandon Moreno's the guy I trust the least on it. He also happens to be our biggest underdog. And obviously, with parlays, there's going to be uh, some some we're going to need some bounces here and there. But those are the ones from the from the card this weekend that I that I feel the best about. And I feel like if you bet them individually, we'll do good. If we circle the favorites that we like, put them on the safer parlay, we'll be good. And uh, yeah, Krylov is the key here. I think if Krylov comes through, not that he's on all my parlays and I'm riding everything on him, but because of the amount of value he's going to add to my DK lineups, as well as those parlays that I got him juiced up on, uh, that he, he would certainly be that key factor. So I played the three-man safer parlay of Barzal, Barzola, Rebos, and Burns. I'm not yeah, a, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the that's, that's, that's one that I took, and I will play Krylov solo and Moreno solo. And, at plus money and see how that works out. And Paul mentioned that beast, uh, I don't know, that Glamazon. The Amalekki. Yeah, Malachi. Yeah. Plus one forty. So if I if I play this eight person parlay, it pays ninety to one, Jeff. I can't lose. That's what I heard. <laughs> but, but yeah, if I yeah. Just... No, no. Listen, I'm I'm saying very low likelihood you're going to lose here, boys. We got to. Do you know? Can I be honest? I feel I got money to burn because I was drawing dead in the golf, <laughs> drawing dead after round one. I've been on my own little heater, and it all got refunded. Like, my oh. Ricky Fowler, Tony Finau outrights were given back to me. I feel like I can do whatever I want with those. I like it. So, I don't know. A well, smart person that's... would just take them out, but I, I'll, I'll bet some fights. I'll bet some fights. Well, I think that's the consensus right now with <clears throat> the sports that are still going, is that fighting has opted to obviously still continue, and then in my case, horse racing is still continuing. <laughs> and we're seeing an immediate impact in both industries where people don't really have anything else to watch. They're just going to gravitate to anything that they can gamble on. And so, Drafting yeah, it, have it, I think you're slates. not. You got to stop cutting people off. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, no. Last last night, yeah, last night the handle at, at uh, Mohawk, the Thursday night race handle at Mohawk for an 11 race card was uh, just just shy of 1.9 million, right? And on the average race card, it's averaging about 1.5. So they got about a $400,000 increase just on last night. Last night, some stuff started popping off. Now it's Friday night. Friday, Saturday, no basketball, no hockey. None of these major sports are going down. You can't go out to the opera. You can't go to the theater. You can't go to any of these things. So what are people going to do? They're going to sit inside and they're going to watch what they can. And, uh, yeah, I mean, horse racing's already seen the boom, and I'm seeing the same thing with the DraftKings pools on, uh, for, for MMA right now. Uh, someone in the chat wanted to know about Dvorak. Tell me about Dvorak. Okay, so he's a total wild card. Yes, if you're playing TPPs, I think you're going to want some exposures on him. He's 17 and 3. 15 of those 17 wins have come inside the distance. <clears throat> when you watch any tape online, and there's a ton of tape online, so have as many ganders as you want. You can watch his last five fights, no problem. He is just a wild man. But the level of opposition he's fighting is just extremely low. And so he makes a lot of mistakes, but he can get away with it. It looks like he's got a lot of power. It looks like he's got really quick hands. But again, because he hasn't been tested, 
don't know to the where he to the level he is. His opponent Bruno Silva is deceiving. You know, he's one and zero in the UFC, but I mean, he's fought in decent level of competition. He's one of these Brazilian guys that moved to America. He trains with Henry Cejudo, who's the UFC 125 pound champ. I mean, you know, he's a consensus real champ. He had to vacate the title. He's also the UFC's 135-pound champ. He's a champ champ. And he's also the youngest American to ever win a gold medal in freestyle wrestling at the Olympics. So everyone's high on Cejudo. Cejudo's built his own little camp of guys around him. The Pitbull brothers, one of them was supposed to be in action tonight in Bellator, but it got canceled. And Bruno Silva's been training alongside him, getting ready for this spot. So I feel like Bruno's going to have a better takedown game, a better grappling game. And that's the reason that I actually went with Bruno. I think he's only $8,200 or 8000 on DraftKings, sorry. It's a mid-range play. But even though he's not a traditional big scorer, I feel like he's got the tools to beat Dvorak. But I think if you're playing multiple lineups, you're going to want exposure to one or two guys. Because even if Bruno Silva just grounds him with his, his wrestling, doesn't score a ton, but gets the victory, you know, at $8,000, it's still not a bad thing. And Dvorak, I mean, boy, oh boy, this guy does have a history of just lighting people up. So, you know, theoretically speaking, if he does get the victory, he, he should be able to put up a sizable amount of points. All right. Cody Safdick, if people have MMA questions, one, you can follow Cody on Twitter at CJ Safdick. He is of the Fight Network and the Dogger Pass podcast, which you can find every Thursday on the Pat Mayo Experience Network and the DraftKings YouTube channel. Uh, any Anything else to add before you get out of here? No, I mean, that's about it. If anybody has any questions about MMA, and I'm already seeing like an influx of followers just on the basis that people are already considering, shit, I'm going to have to bet MMA. So they're searching, you know, like, who can I follow? And they're just following, you know, a massive group of people who, I don't know, I guess, you know, talk MMA. So you're seeing people come through. So yeah, if you have any questions or you want to get involved, by all means. And then, uh, yeah, man, dude, honestly, with this horse racing thing, I think I'm just going to start tweeting out horse racing plays from now on until this thing blows over or gets itself figured out. But, I mean, we're talking about this UFC. We're trying to score on a Krylov plus 130. We're trying to score on a Bruno Silva plus 140. Like, why not just go hit a six-to-one pony? Listen, why not? I am 100% in on that for sure. Yeah, so like I said, their handle is going to be increased tonight. They got a full race card. My dad's driving four. Let's fucking go, baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cody Safnick. Uh Give him a follow. Check out the UFC Brasilia card that Cody and Paul broke down. That's up right now, and I'll add the link into the description when we're done here. All right, Tim, are you ready to reveal your list? Oh, yes. All right, so tweet out your list and then read it to us in real time. Jeff, are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. It is now sent on the Twitters. Okay, so I was asked, you know, given that we are about to, you know, for a long time people have been talking and preaching up, you know, the farm-to-table lifestyle. Well, in this moment of, you know, social distancing and self-quarantine, we are more in my wheelhouse, which is the can-to-microwave lifestyle. (laughs) That is where we are now. And so, given that, I thought, given the fact that I am in the People's Tribune and I'm here for them, I thought I would definitively rank for them canned foods because the one thing you're going to want to stock up on are non-perishables. You know, Pat always likes to say, oh, you got to do the outside of the grocery store, but not now. Now it's about the inside of the grocery store. That's where you need to be shopping in these grave hours. And so, to that end, I have provided for you a canned food definitively ranked. The best canned food is spaghetti. No question about it. I love it. It's good on toast. It's good on its own. It's good hot. It's good cold. It's good room temperature. It's good any way you want it. Canned spaghetti is A1. Number two is pineapple. Now, this is a bit out of left field, but the reason is that you can, A, 
just eat it on its own because it's delicious and it keeps well. It's hard to keep fruit that is that is perishable. But pineapple, you know, pineapple tidbits or the whole pineapple keeps in the can for as long as you want it till it expires. You can add it to things when you're cooking. If that's what you want to do, it's a great additive. Again, I've long said it's the best thing to have on pizza. Or you can just eat it by itself. It's amazing. Creamed corn is number three. I love creamed corn. Of course you I do. Criminally underrated food. You know, everyone says, oh, you know, they like their corn on the cobs. They like this out of the other. Or like, no, no, I'll, I'll take my creamed corn. Thank you. I grew up eating creamed corn. I know it. I like it. It's good like to eat it just as a soup on its own. It's fantastic. Or you can have it as a side dish. Whatever your preference is. Also delicious on toast. Uh, I strongly support it. Number four is Spam. Spam is it's universal. You can eat it in sandwiches. You can fry it. You can bake it. You can eat it right out of the can with a fork if you're so inclined. Uh, you know, it's, there's nothing about it's, it's you know it's spiced ham. It's delicious. And spam, spam gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, you know, it's not very good. Actually, it's really good. You should try it. And then number five is Zoodles. Zoodles is, it makes an awesome lunch. It makes an awesome meal. It's tasty. It's got tomato sauce. It's got noodles. It's got fun shapes. Uh, it's, it's just it's just really like it. <laughs> it's a good time. So, Zoodles, I endorse. Then there's right, a bit well, of a gap. Okay, so that's okay, t- that, that's tier one of your canned goods. Jeff has just stopped paying attention to you, and he looks disgusted. <laughs> it's all gross. Really? Now, What's gross? Zoodles are incredibly gross. Oh, please. And since when do people put spaghetti on toast out of a yeah. can? Canned spaghetti on toast is very common. Is it incredibly common? Very common. Have you seen anyone ever you besides you can- do it? Yes. You had to think about that. Do you no, put I've, canned pineapple that. on pizza? Oh, definitely. It's been done. Like homemade pizza? That's the pineapple you use. You drain the water out, and then you fire it on there. Now, I'm looking at your list right now. Like, cream corn is just disgusting. Like, why wouldn't you just get a can of, like, normal corn? I prefer the creamed corn. Thank you, Kyle. Oh, just uh, quagging in that. It's so, awesome. When was the last time you had it? I had it probably, I don't know, four or five years ago. I was like, why in oh. God's name did I have a, have a taste of this when I could just have normal corn? Amazing in every way. Okay, so you have a gap here. And then the next thing that you have is chili. Now, in a situation where we're quarantined in our house and we're lacking toilet paper, what the fuck are we eating chili for? Because it's a delicious and amazing, and I love it. And it also, it has the pop top, which is easy to open, because I, for one, do not do well with can openers that are manual. I have to say I struggle with them. Like some people like can just like pick up a can and like through three twists can get it off. I'm real bad at that. Uh, I'm good at like the one where you hook it onto the magnet and the machine does it for you. I can do that. But when it comes to like turning it on your own, I struggle. So I, one of the things I look for when I'm buying soup, no word of a lie, is does it have a pop top? Because if it does, I can buy it. And if it doesn't, I oftentimes shy away. That's just how it is. So so, hold on, Jeff, if you were going to reconstitute this list and canned goods was for you, you're going into your bunker, you're not coming out, you're quarantining yourself. Wouldn't soup be number one? Yeah. Just regular like chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle, Campbell's And it's on there. Oh, look, it's up on the screen. Yeah. So it comes after pie filling, Tim. You have pie filling and then soup. Who amongst us has not just, on a whim, opened up like a can of E.D. Smith pie filling and eaten it? I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I Literally can tell you that I have not done that. Paul, have you done that? I, I, li- I whispered into the microphone. Literally nobody has done that. <laughs> there's no way that, that I've done it. 
<laughs> pumpkin pie filling, apple pie filling, blueberry. Well, not blueberry. I hate blueberry. Uh, you know, rhubarb, strawberry pie, whatever it is. I've opened up meeting the cans in the past. I'm not. You know what? It's easier than baking a pie. Honestly, What's sandwich spread. Yeah. What is what is sandwich spread? Nutella. So it, it? It, no, it's a meat like spread. Spam. It's, it's not spam, though. You have to. Like, it's, and maybe just be a Canadian thing. But it's like a meat spread. I'm Canadian. Yeah, so am I. So is Paula. This sounds like just a really low thing. No, no. I mean, a lot of people... I'm going to Google the exact ingredients. I think it's got relish in it. Uh, what? It has what in it? Sandwich <laughs> spread. Okay. So, let's see. Can. <laughs> no, no. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. My grandmother used to eat it all the time. So this thing probably it. hasn't existed in like 25 years. No, no, no. It, it, it exists. I, I honestly don't Google. know what... You haven't found it on Google yet? Ah, here so, Heinz sandwich spread is a blend of salad, cream, and relish. No, that's not it. it it's a meat <laughs> thing. Anyway, it's a meat thing, and it's really low on the list. Let, 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 let's talk about what's on the higher on the list. After pie filling, you got Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Delicious. Bush's baked beans. Delicious. Then, we come on to what would be Pat's number one if Pat was doing a list, which is meatballs and gravy. And then uh, consomme. I, I can talk a bit about meatballs and gravy, but uh, as someone has pointed out, Luke in the chat says, I think uh, when you're searching for the sandwich bread stuff that you're looking for dog food. <laughs> no. Because that, that, what you described was dog food. No, it's, it's called sandwich spread. I don't know why I can't find cans on the Google, but it's in a can. So at the lowest moment of my life, Jeff, I used to eat a lot of <laughs> canned meatballs and gravy. Turned into a big fat fuck. Never left my house. I was basically like living the lifestyle that you should be living right now and never leaving your house. Smoking a ton of weed, drinking a lot, and having like one meal a day that was meatballs and gravy with not even toast, but just bread because that's all I could afford at the time because I was spending all my money on weed and booze and fast food. So if I wanted something to make at home, it was that. I can assure you that no one should ever eat this stuff. Now, I have experienced eating it. It is not good. I regret having all that stuff. you introduce it to Tim? I don't think Tim had ever had it. I showed him a can of it. Like, my grandfather eats it. Yeah. He's an old man. This is what he eats. But uh, I would recommend that no one ever eat that. This should not be on the list, and that should be in DFL. No, it, 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 it's, uh, it, it's amazing. Have you ever had it? It's not amazing. Yeah, I've had it. Of course I had it. I like it. I've had it for lunch before. I'm not afraid. Again, I'm a can-to-microwave fan. So, although I've eaten it just out of the can and I heat it up. I've done that with a lot of stuff. Just, I don't, I don't care. Sometimes you start hungry and you don't want to wait, so you just cook it up. Or you just eat it right out of the can with a fork. Yes. See, this person says, this sounds a lot like college. Like, yes, the, I was in college when I was doing this. <laughs> anyway, it's consomme, chickpeas, green beans, sandwich bread. Now, there's a lot of things that, are, that could be DFL. So there's a lot of canned food I hate. Salmon, can. Hate it. Mushrooms, hate it. Peas, hate it. Carrot and peas together. Hate it. Cream and mushroom soup. The nut low. There's lots of particular types of canned food that I won't eat. But there's lots of canned food I love. And so this is my gift to you, the people. I sound like Bane here when I say that. This is my gift to you uh, to go ahead and th these are the foods you should be eating if you want to enjoy good canned food lit. Well, the good thing about this stuff, like you go to the supermarket right now and like everything is off the shelves. There is no risk of any of this stuff not being in stock. So this is good news. That's not true. I, just the other day, this, the, the Campbell's soup section was picked clean. 
Okay, sorry. The, the soup. You're you're right. People like soup, so they'll take soup. That's like number thirty-seven on your list. How, how about the? How about your canned pineapples? Which I'm actually for. I like canned pineapples. But like, how is cream corn doing? It, there is some cream corn now. I don't have any Chef Boyardee on here, but that's because I think Zoodles covers that. Tim's right about uh, mushroom or cream of mushroom soup. By the way, it is DFL. I feel like people are. Pre- I feel like people are torn on mushrooms. Either they like them or they don't. If you don't like them, of course it's going to be in last. But if you do like cream of like if you like mushrooms, you'll like cream of mushroom. I'm not big on creamy soups to begin with, but I can do cream of mushroom. Ugh, gross. Should be banned. I prefer it to like tomato soup. Oh, also terrible. The worst. But they all can't remember, be the worst, Tim. Remember my seafood chowder was just tomato soup with goldfish crackers thrown in it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Gross. Yeah. I, look I at his look at his list. He's a connoisseur of canned goods. When the food banks are uh, are on their lookout, they're looking for Tim to make sure he doesn't come in and raid them. Anyway, these are the things that I have been purchasing over the last several days and getting ready, and the things that I like. Would you do so? You have baked beans on this list. I would prefer just having like a can of black beans and like heating those up. Sure, I don't object to that. Black beans or just a can of refried beans; those are excellent too. Yeah, refried beans aren't bad. Anything you want to add to this list, Jeff? No. What What about Vienna sausages? No. I guess Chef Boyardee would be like the only thing I I've eaten from a can recently, or like soup. Yeah, soup that I would eat. I should say. Like, I'm good for chili. Like, I can eat chili out of the can. I just think under these circumstances where people are running out of toilet paper, chili might not be the best option. Like you said, the Campbell's chili was picked almost clean. I had to pick up some of the stag chili, which is the chili chili lovers love. (laughs) And I don't even care. I had to buy the Silverado. I'm sorry if we're sponsored by stag chili. I had to buy a couple of cans of the Silverado chili, which I think is their best type of chili. But it's not nearly as good as Campbell's chunky chili. Uh, Vince That's in such the chat. Sad take. Vin- Vince in the chat is asking what consomme is. Is this an elitist thing? It's like plain soup. Plain consomme. Yes, it's broth. You can do broth. anything with it, like hot broth. If you're not They're doing well, it, like, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When you say you can do anything with it, there is no chance that you've ever made anything rather than just heating that up and eating it by itself. Yes, that's true. Is that wild cherry Pepsi? What have you got there, Jeff? Wild cherry Show- Pepsi. Oh God. <laughs> How many, what are they called? They're not called reams. Uh, pallets. Flat? Hey, yeah, how, pallets? Many, how many flats of DCs do you have right now? One flat and uh, two cases. Now, I read a story <laughs> earlier today that someone at the Canadian Coke plant it's has true. actually tested positive for coronavirus, and they're shutting down Coke production until they can figure out what's going on. So you I might need to go that. stock up, pal. I didn't read that, although I had, I don't know if I should even tell this story. I had a dream last night. <sighs> where I went to the store and the only pot they had was Coke Zero Orange Vanilla. <laughs> is that even a and thing? It is a thing. And I think I dreamed about it because I saw it at the store the day before. Uh, I just dreamed that that was all. That, that just the aisle was nothing but Orange Vanilla Coke Zero. And I couldn't buy anything. I was just not happy. These are the sorts of dreams I have, I suppose. So, since you have dog food on your list, do you think you would it's include? Not dog food. Do you think you should include cat food as well and like rank those? It's not dog food. I wish I had a can on me. I haven't had one in a while. But, uh, my grandmother used to swear by uh, sandwich bread. 
Tim, your grandma's yeah. like a hundred years old. She lived like through the nineteen eighteen flu outbreak. Like you know, it t- t- taste changes. <laughs> no, I mean I just remember being made it, and she used to make that sandwich, and she used to make a cherry cheese sandwich, which was cheese that uh, was cream cheese with cherries, and we would Gross. cut them into like funeral sandwiches. You say funeral sandwiches? sandwiches. No, like the finger sandwiches that you get at a funeral. Sandwiches. And there's cheese and cherries? Gross. Yeah, it was cream cheese and cherry mixed Gross. together. I don't know if I can get on board with that. That I sounds like, that sounds horrendous. A thrill and never Oh my god. Your options were that or sandwich spread, eh? Well, well they weren't the only options. I suppose I could have asked for more, but this is what was made and I liked it. Not picky, I suppose. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm happy with the simpler things in life. But yeah, this is the time now when you go to the grocery store. Forget about those outside aisles. They don't exist. The inside aisles now for everybody. Stock up on your coffee, your tea, your canned goods. Uh, your I bought some of that, that tang to squeeze into my water in case I run out of DC. You know, that squeezable tang that has no calories, so it's good for keto. It's healthy. It's good for keto. Uh, did you actually? St- we didn't really stock up on much. Like we stocked up on baby food and like uh, and milk to make sure that the baby can continue to eat. We bought some powdered formula just in case we need to revert back to that. But like for us, we bought some like meat, froze it. We bought some like frozen vegetables and froze it, and then we just have our like regular stuff. I wonder if my my uh, Hello Fresh is going to show up next week. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't bank on it. I haven't got. Oh, have you been getting emails from like the weirdest places? Like I'm every phone calls from the weirdest places. Well, have you got the phone call yet from like it'll say like a really weird number and you pick it up Olivia? And, it's, and it's just a woman crying on the other end. Have you got that one yet? So, I personally haven't had it because I won't answer that phone. But I was at trivia on Tuesday night and a fellow was telling me that's exactly what happened to him. That a call came in from Bolivia. He answered it, which is someone crying on the other end. Do you think the person crying on the other end was just someone sitting there so sad they were eating pie filling by themselves? You know what? Okay, I'm going to defend that 100%. Because <laughs> when I was in university, I didn't... Listen, why do we eat pie for the filling? That's what we care about. So I have on many occasions thought, oh, I could make a pie, put it together. And then I thought, you know what? I don't really care about the pie itself. The crust is just a vehicle for the filling. So I've gone to Bulk Barn and bought like a box of the, or like a plastic thing of the filling, or I've gone to the grocery store and bought a can of the filling and I've just eaten it. And then I'm just as good as having a pie. Like that's fine. I don't I don't understand what the objection to this is. If you want to get super fancy, get a little bit of cool whip and you put that on top in a bowl or something and uh, you're good to go. What else do you need? <laughs> if you want to get fancy eating your pie filling, sitting around Jeff, you got to put some whipped cream on top of that, put in a bowl. Class it up a bit. Not whipped cream, cool whip. Cool whip, sorry. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're elitists in the big city. We can't appreciate Yeah, we, we just eat our pies things. normally. Yeah. In, in crust yeah, well. form. Uh, what I was going to say, like, I've been getting emails from, like, I got an email from the people that, like, come by once a year to clean my fireplace about, like, their take on coronavirus. Like, here, here's what we're up to. And I got, like, eight of them from the weirdest places. Like, Staples sent me one. I guess they're trying to, like, industry the incident. Like, all your pens are diseased. You need to buy new ones. But it was just like, yeah, we're open during these times. Like, yeah, I didn't think you were going to be closed. It just, it just seemed really weird. Like, it's a, it seems like people with bad corporate social media management. Like, if Wendy's was doing it, like I'm not getting emails from Wendy's. They're probably telling you how to actually counteract this stuff, Tim. $3 quarter pounders right now. At McDonald's? Yeah. Really? 
Have you Did, seen this new chicken Mc, uh, this new uh, ch- uh, chicken McMuffin that they've introduced? It's here in Canada. I don't know what they they probably breakfast, had it. a breakfast chicken. It's both a chicken McGriddle or a chicken McMuffin. You can get either or. It's two forty nine right now at the at the drive throughs. So it's uh, ninety nine yeah. cents in the states if it exists. Pro- probably, probably. But yeah, they've introduced uh, these new chicken. I don't know about chicken in the morning. I gotta say, I think I gotta draw a line there. Chicken and biscuits, chicken and waffle seems like yeah, a delayed morning perfect. food. Maybe not like a bright and early morning. Like at 11 a.m. Like, yeah, like a 1045 or. Oh, apparently Chick fil A does an amazing like chicken biscuit, but I never. I bet they do. You can never have it on Sundays, so you can't have it. Are they open here on Sundays? No. They're not. They're just across the board closed yeah. on Sundays. What an odd business model. They even have a concession in the Falcon Stadium. And it's not open on Sundays. Why even have it? Because For like the Sugar Bowl and like random things. And apparently no one makes someone want Chick-fil-A more than seeing a closed Chick-fil-A. Tim, remember a while ago when... expensive billboard. When I told people that they should email the account dearcusty at gmail.com? I do actually, although I think I objected to that name uh, at the time. Well, that's what the email account is. It's dearcusty at gmail.com. If you have questions for Tim Life questions, like Dear Abby. So I have one here from Richard. The headline is, Virgin and Crush wants to have sex, in all caps. So Richard asked to Tim, so this girl and I passed notes in class, and she wrote a note that said, quote, have you ever had sex before? And I ain't never did that before, but I wrote back and said, quote, of course I've had sex before. I'm hoping that she won't notice it's my first time, but I'm worried about not, I'm worried I'm not big enough, and most of all, I'm praying that I don't finish too quickly. What should I do? Any <laughs> tips? Tim, please help me as the Tribune of the People. Well, this can't be real. This, I, I, but I will say this in response. You have built the start of this relationship on lies, and therefore it is probably not going to last because anything that's not built on truth cannot persevere. So uh, my, my advice would be, I mean, this, this is probably a very old email, so it's resolved itself. <laughs> don't start with lies. Be honest because honesty is the only policy. Do you Why want to do- are you what, what did I say that's wrong? That's how he says it. Uh, Jeff, would you like to hear another yeah. question for Tim? Dear Custy, this is from Vince, who I think is watching right now. Recently read a story about how Ryder, hardly knew her, University ran a poll about which dining option to bring to their campus. The results were overwhelming in favor of Chick-fil-A. Ryder went against the poll results and the wishes of the students and disallowed the chain on campus due to their political opinions. I was wondering if Cuss sides with one of his beloved chains and one that he despises or the university that ignored the poll results that is overwhelmingly politicized over a chicken sandwich. Thanks for the entertainment, Vince. I side with the people on this one. That's what they want. If they put the poll out there, and they allow people to pick whatever they want, and that's what they should have. Just because I don't particularly like the flavor of Chick-fil-A doesn't mean that I don't think people should have it if they want it. Go go crazy. It's a free country. You should have – like the idea that the university would impose its like its institutional political beliefs on uh, students who want to have fried chicken. 
Like fried chicken doesn't have a religion. That's what they want. That that foolishness. If that's what people overwhelmingly wanted, that's what they should have had. Uh, that's uh, I think that's silly. If we like the taste of toasted vanilla uh, DCX, <laughs> no one does. That. Are we, are, I, I like it. Yeah, we took a poll. I, we the had three it that of us one time. It was amazing. It. I just can't I find them. They don't sell them at any of the stores. No, that was the that was the Coke Extra. That we didn't like. The DCX was fantastic. Yeah. The ro- the toasted vanilla DCX was good. The energy cola drink. energy drink, not so much. It, it doesn't need to exist. It's a brand new invention that nobody asked for and nobody wants. It's not the same thing as a, food, a chain that's existed for a long period of time. Apples and oranges. All right. One more. We got one more question for old dear Kesty. You ready? Sure. Dear Dr. Custy, look at that respect. My girlfriend of many years keeps complaining that we never go on dates anymore. I'm a college student with not a lot of money, and I'm sick of the typical going out to dinner or seeing a movie for a date. I was wondering if the man of the people could help a guy out in recommending some fun slash exciting dates I could take my girlfriend on while not spending too much money. From Girlfriends Are Difficult. Oh, sure. There's lots of things you could do. Uh... For example, go for a drive. There's nothing nicer than just going for a nice, leisurely drive in the afternoon for a couple of hours or in the evening. Drive is a great way. Go for a walk in a public park. That's a well, we can't. We can't do that now. Everyone's quarantined. No. Well, the answer well, is sip on quarantinis. Everyone knows this. You can't go on dates in quarantine. But afterwards or before that, like, go to the park, feed some ducks, stuff like that. That's a lot of fun. That's a good date. Uh, you know, you can't go to the movies. You could go skate, go to an ice rink and go skating. Uh, you know, that's a pretty cheap and affordable thing to do. Uh, re- rent a movie off of the Netflix. Well, not Netflix, don't rent movies from them, but like rent a movie from like the on-demand stuff and watch a movie that instead of going out. Uh, you know, be creative, be, uh, be, be imaginative. Uh, there's lots to go mini golfing. That's fun. Indoor mini golfing is fun too, if it's the winter time, something I'm actually particularly good at. Uh, is indoor winter mini golfing like that would be fun uh i I don't know there's all kinds of things that you could do find those little indoor go-karts and drive those around those are fun uh they're getting expensive yeah it's about not having the monies okay so maybe that that one's expensive uh do crossword puzzles together that's fun (laughs) board games like copies that play a board game or or play cards gin rummy Uh, Gin Rummy. Uh, we found this new board game called Cross Crib, where you play cribbage on a on a board with four people, and it's actually a ton of fun. I mean, it'd be harder, I guess, but about two people could do it just as easily. Wait, as, do, you, do you mean you're just playing four-person crib? No, it's a board game where there are uh, five rows, so it's, it's a, it's a five-by-five five grid, and two people count the cards that go up and down, and two people count the cards that go horizontally, and that's your hand. And you lay a card down one by one in any of the spots that you want. And at the end, you get to count all the points each way. Uh, it's actually a ton of fun. Why wouldn't you just play four-person crib? Well, you can, but four-person crib's not very high scoring. And uh, so it's not as fun. Yeah, but you love low-scoring everything in life. I why do, why do you love high-scoring crib? I do prefer low-scoring crib games where you like have to grind it out with, oh, that right jack makes all the difference, right? <laughs> all right, last one. This is not a dear Kessie. If people have questions... Now that we you know, have some content to fill for Tim, dearcusty at gmail.com in order to get Tim to answer some of your personal inquiries. This is the last one here, Jeff, and I'll bring you on on this one. 
Taking this from the Reddit board, am I the asshole? So Tim is going to weigh in whether he thinks this person is an asshole or not an asshole. Ready? Okay. It goes, my fiance and I are having a child-free wedding in a few months. I was talking to a bridesmaid the other day, and she asked if a mutual friend who just had her baby will be bringing the baby. I said no. It's a child-free wedding. If we make exceptions for some people, everyone will want to bring their kids. The bridesmaid said, imagine thinking your wedding is more important than a baby being with their mother. I did get defensive, and we argued about it until she said, quote, whatever, it's your day, and left. My opinion is, I don't want babies at my wedding. If my mother doesn't want to leave, if a mother doesn't want to leave them, then the mother is not coming to my wedding. My bridesmaids was saying that I can't expect breastfeeding mothers not to be with their babies, and I don't care if they come, then why bother inviting them? I agree with the bride. You can have children-free weddings. Um, yeah, you can have child-free weddings. I would encourage the person who feels wrong to literally tell that story to ten people, and nine of them will tell them she's wrong. Well, let's see what Tim thinks. I'm of the same opinion. As some, uh, and I, you don't call it a child-free wedding because I did this for my wedding. It's an adults-only wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you... That's how you that, we, my wife wanted it the same way. I mean, we didn't have kids at the time, and you, in hindsight, maybe you think about like your cousins that had like newborns who are older than you. I don't know. I don't know. I think anyone I know who's like having a baby, I incur like the one thing I'll say to like the guy, like A as like a joke, I'll be like, I don't know, we see on this on like the TV, 17-year-old Americans can do it. You'll be fine. <laughs> but it's more like you've gotta be willing to like the worst thing are my friends whose like wives like won't leave the baby. Won't let the baby like be with the grandparents, like or the aunts. Like, I don't know. Anyone wants to take our babies? We appreciate it. What do you know. do if that person shows up with the baby, though? Uh, it's got to be resolved before that. But no, the, you like, think it's resolved, and then they just show up. You, well, you, know, you don't have a bouncer at your wedding. <laughs> you, know, you don't have muscle. What are you going to do? Actually, technically, at my wedding, Tim, you would have been the muscle. I would have been like, you need to tell these people to go fucking take a hike, kick the kid out. And you would have had to, as best man, you would have had to do that. Yeah, I, that would have been a like really if the fun wedding is in Sorry. <laughs> You imagine if the wedding's in like a hotel, maybe you can have a nanny and the baby upstairs in like a hotel room. That that that's fine. Like right, and you want to go up and see the baby, but the baby's not coming to the ceremony. It's not coming into the the reception. No. Yeah, I mean it's a we didn't really get it. There was one. We ended up having a child at our wedding, despite having a child-free wedding. Uh, it was a cousins of my wife who came in from very very far away like what were they going to do with the kids or the kid so they brought him he was like five it wasn't a big deal and having one isn't such a big deal it's when there's a bunch of kids then they start causing a ruckus they make all the noise one is pretty well behaved so you're, you're able to box everyone else out so you just have the one solo child and that was fine but i'm i'm sure my opinion on this matter is now different now that i have kids and i didn't at the time when i got married I can yeah, see I, I, I can see more of the other side of it now. I would still want to have an adults only wedding. I would want whatever the bride wants. Good answer, Tim. That's a that, that, is that easy. You know, ask me personally, I would prefer to have a wedding where everyone's invited because I'm pro family and want as many people and family to be there as possible. But my my real opinion is what does the wife want? Uh, that's all that matters. It's her day, actually, after all. All right, before we get out of here, I did want to discuss some of the potential content 
that we're going to be doing in the upcoming weeks with you know a lack of sports. We're going to hit NFL free agency. We'll do that next week. I'll have a guest on for that. We're going to continue to do the UFC show as long as UFC continues to run cards. Uh, Garyan and Meany, or Meany Solo, Gary and Solo, whoever it might be, with a guest. We'll be back in to cover you for MLB previews, everything like that. I'm going to continue to talk about the challenge. I already have that show out where I preview the cast. I have another one already filmed. Uh, the other stuff that I was thinking about now, one, Tim, they pushed back that Bond movie. Yes, they did. Should we rewatch every James Bond movie? I'm in favor of watching. Yeah, I- I'm in favor of it. We can start at Dr. No, work our way up, and do recaps. There's 25 shows right there. And it would be worthwhile winging different people into each episode. Yes, I completely agree. Like, you know, do, does you and I can watch them all, but we shouldn't have anybody else, like, having to go watch Octopussy again, for example. Maybe someone who hasn't watched a lot of episodes. Like, wing in different people over and over. Yeah, so it could be me, you, and a third. So this is one I thought that me, you, and Jeff could do. We can rewatch either every golf movie that's ever existed and then do recaps of them and then eventually rank them all. So we could watch Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore and The Legend of Beggar Vance and Caddyshack, whatever they might be, the, the greatest game. Is that what it was called? The Bobby Jones story? Or we could just do it generally for sports ones. We can just watch the, like, the, the three best golf ones. We can watch a baseball one. We can watch Bull Durham, whatever it might be, and do a series that way where we rewatch sports movies and then talk about it. Or we could just make it movies in general. I support all of those things. Yeah. And that's something that we can do interactively with the audience as well. We'd be like, hey, next week we're watching Tin Cup. So if you haven't watched Tin Cup in a while, go watch it. We're going to watch it. There's going to be a show where we talk about it. That, that seems pretty logical, I think. I agree, 100%. So now this is my, I have the two fail-safe ideas. I'm not going to reveal what the, the last one is because that one's super extensive. But do we want to do the all-time best Simpsons bracket? Wow. Bracket. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, you could get a show just out of getting the bracket set up. How do you do that? I don't know. This is what I'm going to have to try to. I'm going to try to reverse engineer. Well, I, you have four regions, so you have four time. So you have to put the four. I mean, the first debate is is the four regions based on main character shows: Homer, Bart. No, it's just going to it's just going to be the shows, Tim. Like, yeah, don't, don't show, please don't overthink this. That's but. How do you rank them otherwise? You can't just rank them 1 to 64. Yeah, you, so rank, you, you rank them 1 to 64. I think they've got to be themed in each bracket, like in each region as they get to the final four. Okay, maybe we don't do a bracket then. Maybe we go season by season and pick out the two or three that we consider the best from each of those seasons and then try to rank those ones. Wow. wow. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's just an excuse for me to watch The Simpsons. Yeah. Again, which I'm in on. Or maybe we just pick a TV show. Go back and rewatch. I that said Sopranos from a distance. I mean, we could do <laughs> Sopranos. We could go back and rewatch Sopranos. Something shorter would probably be better. Mad Men, maybe. I've been watching Star Trek Picard. We can just talk about that. Excellent show, by the way. I've really enjoyed it. But we could try to pick something like, I would say Frasier, but Frasier's like 900 episodes. That's tough. And coming back. Is it actually coming back? Well, Kelsey Grammer keeps being pretty sly about it, but sports it does seem night. like that's... We can do Sports Night. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> That's only like 20 episodes. Probably less. You know, he was writing every episode of Sports Night and every episode at the West Wing at the same time. That's insane. I like both those shows. 
Well, uh, the Sports Night is certainly a better show. But yeah, it, I, I agree. It, but, sure, but like it doesn't matter. I mean, you just don't like the politics of the Western. <laughs> the show itself is actually quite good, especially the first few eh, seasons. It's all right. But either way, it's one <laughs> fucking guy writing 40 episodes of TV a year. That's insane. I agree. He's a crazy person, though. He doesn't really seem like a crazy person. He just likes a walking So dog. let me run what I was asking by before. Okay. Uh, four leagues. You have the NBA, the NHL, MLB, and MLS. Who will play first? NBA and MLB are plus 200. NHL is plus 210. MLS is plus 375. I mean, if the I didn't even know the MLS was A, playing, or B, had canceled their games. So probably not them. Probably the NBA. Everyone no, seems they, to be leaning on the NBA to tell them what to do. Like, no one canceled their shit until the NBA canceled their shit. And if the NBA had yeah. said... But the NBA might be the one that says we're never playing. Potentially. This year. But if the NBA... Like, the NBA said we're not playing games season suspended as of right now. And then everyone took the lead on that because the NBA, that's what they had done. If the NBA had said, hey, we're going to continue playing games, but there's going to be no fans in the stands, all the other sports would be playing right now and have no fans in the stands. Yeah. They're the leaders in this. Yeah, but they're the leaders because they had a crisis on their hands. Sure, but, the but the NBA is at the forefront of this. Most of the other leagues are gutless. Adam Silver isn't. He's not afraid to make a decision. These other commissioners are. Except when it comes to the Chicoms. I mean, it's a part of their business. He has to protect it. What do you, okay. what do you want from him? He's not, he's not in the business of making political decisions. He's in the business of protecting his business. That is actually no, he, his job. Although he did make political decisions and d- disgraced himself in those couple of years. They were able to retain some money coming in from China, and they're okay, going uh, to need that money right now. I guess before this ends, neither of us got to see the great golf coverage yesterday, right? I know. We, we missed out on the every shot. But it seemed like they pulled it off. Yeah, it seemed like it worked. This is good news. Great news. That's the apparently it's the same company that they hired for the Masters. I mean, as we said once we saw the Masters last year, this can happen at like full-fledged committed locations. Correct. It's hard for, you know, any of these, like, 80% of these tour stops, you know, they have like a can- three-year contract. Canadian Open, for example, was at Hamilton for the first time last year. It would be hard to yeah, do it there. Even, now it's at St. George's. Even ones like the Wyndham that are always at the same place, they still seem to have very finite contracts that, yes, get extended, but they're still, like, on three, five-year deals. There's no they reason to feel waste like lifetime deals like Sawgrass, Augusta. Um, Why lie? Yeah, maybe we could see it at at Bay Hill. I mean, and I'm thinking the NBC Sports. What about waste now. management? That's always at the same place. They that's, could totally do it there. Well, yeah. it it does seem like that's also a CBS course, and that's a TPC. Oh, no, that's so that it seems like those are relationships that are stronger. Okay, because they're uh, TPC courses. So, like TPC Twin Cities would be on that list too. Potentially, those relationships seem like they're far more. Uh, like Memphis went from having an event to have a TPC to having a WGC. Yeah, same course though. TPC Southwind. Yeah. Like TPCs just seem to have a stronger something to them in their relationships with the tour. I thought it was kind of weird that no one outside of the U.S. could <laughs> access all the shots. That seems like and a even big... the Amazon Prime people couldn't access. It, it. That seems like a big fail. Maybe they well, maybe they don't have the integrated technology through their platform in order to do it. I guess that would be the only thing. But it seems like they pulled it off. Yeah. If it's working, that's great news for the future of being able to see every shot. If golf ever comes back, maybe it's yeah. canceled for life. We'll never see well, golf we had, again. We had a good run. Do you think we, this would be a chance maybe to get like another skins game type thing? I hope not. 
fucking hate skin games. <laughs> no, I don't know, but something like really cheesy. Like I don't know. You love the Phil and Tiger skins game. What are you talking about? That one was fun. Yeah, that's, but that's it. That that is the only skins game that anyone would care about. So like in the NBA, if LeBron and Giannis did like a one-on-one thing. Would so people that, watch that, something that's like that? really interesting. So if you have, and I don't know what their like contract status is underneath. Like it's harder for team sports guys to do that. So if let's say as a pay-per-view event, LeBron versus Giannis in a dunk contest that you can stream on your phone next week. It, it go rent at a gym. You're allowed to be two people at a gym with a camera if you want to, and you can go pay to watch this. I think that golf would have an easier time trying to pull something like that off. Now, it's harder to do in golf because it's wide-ranging, but even if you just had four cameramen that followed around the two guys every hole, you could potentially pull it off uh, if you found a course that was open to do it. But they would actually be allowed to do it contractually. Yeah. Whereas I don't think that well, the that, NBA players would. And that sort of seemed to be one of the PGA Tour's points is they didn't feel like they had the liability. Like if I'm the NBA and I'm saying our games are still happening, you're playing, you're contractually obligated to play. Any player could have been CT Pan at any moment. Said, I'm not playing. I don't care. Yeah. Like every player had their own free will to say, like, I'm out of here. No one's obligated to tee off. I still think. No, remember Phil did not go to Aaron Hills. When Phil didn't go to Aaron Hills when he would have won the U.S. Open because he had to attend them. Right? He didn't have to go. They couldn't make him go. Right? He chose to stay home. Even though who, so who are you going to give this year's Masters to? Phil. I was picking Woodland, so I'm going to stick with Woodland. <laughs> Although Im I was, was closing closely behind. Yeah, uh, for sure. You're, you're going to pick a guy who's never played Augusta before to win, at the, win the Masters? That was actually one of the best golf jokes on the internet. Where yeah, is Sung JM gonna sleep or live? Yeah, what's he gonna he do? Have a home? He just stays in hotels of the events he's playing at. He's probably just way. He's probably like going through the schedule and be like, I wonder what's gonna be next. He's just gonna go to that course and play it every day until the tournament. Well, what'd you do? Like, you don't really want to live life? in a hotel. Wouldn't that be a sweet life to live in a hotel? I no, don't know. I, not that, right oh, now. No, not, not even not in general. Not having like oh. a home base would. I mean, I travel a lot more than you do, and it sucks being in a hotel. But if you're him, you're from Korea. Like, you haven't decided where you want to live yet. Yeah, the answer is probably Florida or Tennessee or Texas, you know, or Vegas. It seems like Vegas or Dallas for the Asian players. Yeah, live somewhere where you don't pay fucking state taxes. Vegas, Dallas, they can fly home easier. They don't want to live in L.A. or California. You don't want to live in Taxifornia. No, if you live on the West, you want to live in Washington State. Okay. Maybe I'm 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 extending. No, this, Vegas has no. Trump's like, odds have kind of plummeted um, more so probably than the Biden being a front runner is that this, uh, this Corona, right? Oh yeah, for sure. In the it's stock like market. minus one ten. Yeah, but if if Corona passes and the stock market goes back up, if the stock market stays down, he's probably, it was he's it was like minus one sixty five after Biden seemed to after Super Tuesday. Uh, outright, he's my, by right now. Trump is minus one twenty. Biden's plus one ten. Pence has gone from 150 to 1 to 28 to 1. And Based on I think Trump I dying I think, from corona? What is yeah, that, that people think that Trump has, like, corona. He has it. He has it. <laughs> I'm not wishing it on him, but I'm pretty sure he's got it. There's uh, a lot I of video of him I, in I very Biden, close contact with people. I think Biden is free money at this point. Oh, God, Tim. This is what you did last time with Hillary. Remember? No, he is. He's free money. He's not losing this thing. Uh, because of is. corona? No, because he has none of the unlikability of Mrs. Clinton and is clearly, you know, he's, she, he's still running against somebody that, again, is, is not popular, according to, you know, uh, you look at favorability, favorability rankings, presidential rankings. He's not, uh, the, the president is not that popular. 
Biden is going to do better in the communities that he needs to to carry states like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan that Mrs. Clinton couldn't because she has no political skills and never did. Biden has no negatives, right? He's, yeah, no but to- Biden's got some negatives. He seems like a senile old man, but not in a fun way like Trump does. No reason to dislike him. No, no. one is visceral. Like, oh, God, Biden. I couldn't imagine him being. Whereas, like, Mrs. Clinton, for obvious reasons, uh, you know, people despise her. Uh, and the same thing would have been true of Bernie Sanders because he's common. But that is not true of Biden. Biden is that generic Democrat. That question where you poll someone saying it's a generic person. Biden's a generic Democrat. Uh, he's going to win the election. Uh, unless some crisis happens, and I can't imagine it, he's going to win the election. So... When was the last time a generic Democrat won? Like the last generic Democrat who Jimmy Carter? I was gonna say who was not, I wouldn't say Jimmy Carter was like a generic Democrat. Like John Kerry was a generic Democrat and he lost. Kennedy kind of accused him of not being a Carter of not even being a Yeah. yeah. I mean Kennedy ran against Carter at, at his reelection because he wasn't a generic Democrat. Mm-hmm. So you're right, I take that back. Sanders is 28 to 1. So I, I guess the question is, like, if you have three old men who are, like, 78 plus and there's coronavirus <laughs> going around, like, well, that has to worry people, doesn't it? The president's 73. He's, Trump's only 73? Yeah, he's the youth candidate. He he's is, the youth candidate. <laughs> he's in as good a shape as Derrick Henry, bro. <laughs> yeah, same, same measurements. 6'4", 240. Uh, but like, if this, I, I guess my question would be, and like the, we don't know how this is going to go, but if there is like a clusterfuck with people not having access to hospitals or anything like that, doesn't that all kind of break for Bernie? No, it's too late now. It's not too late though. Cause there's still a ton of polling to go out. And if this stuff doesn't go well, excuse me, watch out. There, do you know Jess. what he's, you know, do you know how many, by how many points Biden is going to win the state of Florida in this primary? Uh, but, yeah, but Tim, what I'm saying is that there is now a pandemic going across the state. So you just said it would take something crazy to happen. Something crazy is currently happening. I'm just saying that if people have a problem with either getting tested or they feel like there's a failure of the healthcare system and anything like that, wouldn't all that stuff point towards Bernie over the other two? Even if he is, he's 28 to 1 to win the presidency right now. He's 16 to 1 to win the Democratic nomination. And he is a, he has like, according to 538, he has like a less than 1% chance of winning the nomination. I'm not saying he's going to win, but it would take something like this for him to actually, if it gets to a point where he just gets back into it. Eh, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And now the media is going to pull ranks around Biden, right? Because Biden's the Democratic presumptive nominee. The media is going to do everything they, they can to protect him and to push him forward. So Bernie's got that going against him, too. He's fighting a two-front war. No, I got, I got to bet this an eight-team UFC fight parlay that pays 90 to 1. Krolov, Marino, Lee, Trinaldo, Burns, Brazola, Ribes, and Malaki. Is that the name, Paul? Let's fucking go. Let's go. 90 to 1. I'll probably fly in on some of those underdogs as well. Um, anyway, that, that was just... I was trying to, like, rebuild a case. I was looking at the odds here. Uh, but like I said, Pence is down to 28 to 1. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, 500 to 1. She's still in the race. <laughs> Again, that would take a King Ralph situation. I, I hate how the network still have to like acknowledge her, even in graphic form. Hey, she's she's in the race. <laughs> she's got like two delegates. Who, or who is that jabroni who was uh, stuck in against Trump the entire time? That wasn't Cruz, John oh, Bush, John Kasich? Kasich. Yeah, Ohio's governor. Tulsi Gabbard is essentially remember in the Olympics during the uh, the pole vault that you can just keep passing on a level to go up higher and higher and higher. Uh, until eventually you don't make it. Like, that's essentially what she's done. She just passed on a level she can't make. 
in order to be like the last person standing who doesn't win. People are going to be so fat after Corona. Well, that I, I've been I, eating all the snacks. My wife like bought things like I ate half box of Cheerios yesterday. Uh, I so well, I have I have an app that I use uh, for home workouts because I haven't been going to the gym. It's called uh, Seven Minute Workout. You can do like I try to do sets of four of them. So 28 minutes to take like a breather in between, have some water, whatever. It's like Halloween. What? Like just the snacks. You like hoarded snacks. Sure. They don't hoard the snacks. That, that's the whole key to this. Just don't do that. Just eat like real <laughs> meals. But like, People are going to hoard the snacks. But like going on, like, I mean, keto is going to be a bit tough right now to do because you're not going to have access to all the fresh stuff. But like intermittent fasting is probably the way to go if you don't want to get super fat. That way you're going to eat less. You'll conserve your food more. And Buy a Peloton. Yeah, buy a Peloton. Are you still going Problem to mall walks? No, no, no malls. Malls are around. Malls are closed? No, but I'm not going to a mall. Oh. They don't what? want people gathering groups of more than 100. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going. Oh, I got a DM question for you before we get out of here, Tim. Support local business. This guy in my DMs is asking to ask Tim, I'm trying to convince my boss to cancel a basketball class I'm supposed to coach tomorrow. Can you ask Tim his opinion? My opinion is, yes, the class needs to be canceled. It's a question of public safety. At this point, when if the pros can't play safely with no fans, how could you ask somebody who's not a professional to play without fans? What are you eating? Pie. pie doesn't matter eating. He's eating, doesn't cat, matter what he's eating his delicious cat food. Have you finished yeah, your, your, your multi-layer cigarettes yet? No, I've been, I've been rationing them. I'm only having like one of a day because they're so amazing. And I know when they're gone, they're gone. All right. So I've been judicial. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience Live. Thanks for killing a Friday with us. Hope everyone out there is doing well. I want to thank Jeff for being here in studio. And I want to thank Paul from Behind the Glass. I'd thank Tim, but I always thank him all the time anyway. So I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, we'll have more content coming out for you. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, smash the like button of the video, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and do whatever I said to do at the beginning of the show, which I fucking don't remember at this point. Also, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience if you want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. That's the audio version, the audio podcast. The Pat Mayo Experience. Leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, and something you like about this show, and you'll be in that draw for $100. I had a show that came out earlier this morning. Go download that one. Hey, Pat Mayo Experience, you see, even if you don't give a shit about listening to them, download them to help out this show so we can keep doing this every day. And if you're at home, you're bored, you got nothing to do, you got no sports, you have no worries, people. The Pat Mayo Experience will be here for you to help you kill some time. And maybe some pride, some laughs, and entertainment. People are feeling a bit gloomy and isolated at the moment. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!